So welcome back to the Roll Tigers podcast. My name is Luke Lindquist, and I'm here interviewing HSC soccer coach Tommy Denuso. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm good. I'm good. We're getting ready for a trip to the beach later today. I know you got a big road week this week. You play Virginia Wesleyan today, and then on Saturday you play Roanoke. All right, so we got a couple questions for you. We're going to start off with, first up, update on Wills Huddleston. Still have the concussion. I've heard he's going to be out till Saturday. Is that the same that you're hearing? Uh, nobody knows. Uh, we, we got a couple guys out with concussions right now. Will's being one of them. Um, I think I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you don't know with this kind of stuff. You can't mess around. It's better safe than sorry. So essentially, um, you know, it's in the hands of our athletic trainers, um, the doctors here on campus to get cleared and then go through return to play protocol from there, which is a lengthy process. So, um, you can't rush these things. We don't have a timeline on it. Um, so, you know, when he's ready, he'll be ready. Uh, and we're fortunate we got plenty of depth at the goalkeeper position. So we'll be all right till then. Yeah. Can you give us a little backside real quick on what that goalkeeper position was like? I heard there was a dogfight in preseason going into between Wills Huddleston and Connor Kitson. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it even goes further than that. I think we got four really quality goalkeepers. Uh, Wills and Kitson are the more experienced ones in the program. But Garrett Hodges is going to start today for us at Virginia Wesleyan. Um, he, he's been great uh, since he's been in the program, works really hard. And then Daniel Bebb was in consideration today, too, because he's come on really strong. So I think that's been an important thing for us over the years, not just having one guy, but having multiple options. So it pushes the, the starter at the moment. Um, then if something does happen, uh, you, you got your next options ready to go, and we have a lot of confidence in them. Okay, so a lot, a lot of depth in the goalkeeper position, a lot of depth everywhere else, too. And we have some big seniors in what may be their last year. Obviously, we have Stephen Ingo in the defense position, Declan Shaw, the captain. In the forwards, we have Michael Loganey, the fifth-year senior. And we're also losing our main uh, defensive back, our center back, and Ben Beeson. What is, what is that going to be like with the freshman class that's so strong? Um, I mean, that, that's part of it, right? And I think uh, we've seen at some other schools in the ODAC, they got a lot of fifth-year guys. But I think that's not going to be the case at Hampton Sydney very often, um, you know, with this extra COVID year, because we want our guys to go graduate after four and go start making money on this great degree they have. So I think that our guys generally are here for four years. That's it. And then they move on. And, you know, that's the norm for college athletics. And after this next year, we'll be back to that once this COVID stuff is out the window. So opportunity for some guys to step up. We think we got a lot of really important underclassmen at the moment, and we'll bring in a great class um, to add to that depth without a doubt. Absolutely. And some of those underclassmen, again, freshmen, Caden Sawyer starting, Tyler Pett starting, Mo Ampini has started in the beginning of the season. We even saw Mauricio Jimenez start this past week. Are you excited about the freshman class now and the freshman class going forward? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we've had guys come in, which you need every year, and it should be the case if you're doing your job from a recruiting standpoint. You got guys that are going to come in and help right away and add depth and be contributors. And thankfully, a bunch of these freshmen came in ready to go. A bunch of the guys you just named, they were confident from day one. They came in fit. Um, Jake Slaviel is another one uh, that came in and has been impactful right away. So, yeah, we, we've been fortunate, but that, that's how it should be every single year. It shouldn't be a complacent thing where you just run it back with the same starting 11 from the previous year. We want it to be like that. So, yeah, we're, we're fortunate that those guys have added to, uh, you know, a deep group we have already. Nice. And then along with this personnel changes, two new assistant coaches with Andrew uh, Longhurst, which he played for you when he was in college, right, his freshman year. Correct. So somehow uh, I was able to convince him to go from Delaware up to Maine when I coached up there. So he played for me uh, for a year and then I left and came down here to Hampton, Sydney. He's been coaching since then. 
um, and we were able to get him out here from uh, from Earlham in Indiana. So good to have uh, some familiarity there for sure. Absolutely. Now we do have a new young face in the coaching staff as well with Hugo Suzuki. He's fresh out of what, VCU? Yeah, Hugo uh, was at VCU for five years. Uh, he's a Richmond guy, great, great soccer background. Um, and, you know, similar to myself, he was coaching already while he was in college in some different capacities. So um, right now he's working with us. He's working with Richmond Kickers. He's got a couple youth teams. So it's the right pathway for a young coach starting out to get a lot of experience um, in a couple different capacities and go from there. But, yeah, having both of them has been great. Obviously, you know, um, there's always a transitional period when you got some new faces on staff um, as we start to figure each other out and that type of thing. But, no, they, they've been great right away. Good. Now, that's shown, especially in the early parts of the season. First five games, you went, what, three wins, only two ties, no losses up until the Sims Flower Classic. But what were those first five games like? What was working for the team? Um... I mean, uh, I think the guys did a good job uh, as far as, um, you know, not giving up a ton defensively, didn't give up a ton of goals in those games. Um, we were able to figure it out from an attacking standpoint, some really good pressing moments too. Uh, and it was a lot of different guys. We had different guys step up in each game. Um, so, no, I, I think we, you know, we hit the ground running in a lot of ways. Um, and then, you know, uh, and, I, and you're going to come up, come to it in a second, but like some of our struggles recently – I mean, frankly, we've just played better teams. So I think maybe we're making the same mistakes we were making early in the season and not getting exposed from it when you play, you know, the number one ranked team in the country. If you make mistakes, you will give up goals. Um, and I think uh, that's kind of what we've seen lately. We've been giving up some early goals. Um, and when you do that to good teams, it makes it exponentially more difficult to, to battle back and get a result. So um, I think we've learned a lot from it, and we'd rather go through this type of stuff early in the season so we can make some adjustments um, and be better for it in the long run. Absolutely. You, know, you said playing some better teams. Obviously, you get to the Sims Flowers class of the first team you played, number one in the nation, Mary Washington, now number two. And two days later, you turn back and you play Catholic. Both teams extremely strong, but you lost both those games. What is that like as a morale thing for the team in that road trip? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, th that's part of this. Like, you know, we were fortunate a few years ago to just, like, not lose for, like, two years, whatever it was. Um, that's unrealistic in college soccer. So it's all about how you deal with setbacks, how you deal with the adversity that comes your way. And like we told the guys, I mean, we scheduled Mary Wash, who went to the Final Four last year. We scheduled Catholic, who went to the Sweet 16, because we want games like that. We, we could schedule other teams and rack up wins early in the season. Um, but really, that's not a true representation of where we're at. So we'd rather go through some of these things now and learn from it. Um, and again, be, be better for it. Absolutely. Now, you had a week break between the Sunday game against Catholic and then Saturday ODAC kickoff here on the Hill against Lynchburg. What was that week of preparation for conference play? Um, well, so really we played Lynchburg on Wednesday, so we had, and then NC Wesleyan, it's all right, scheduling irregularity, um, and then we canceled NC Wesleyan because of weather stuff. Right. Um, but you're right, it was a quick turnaround to Lynchburg, and then since then we have had a week break uh, to go into this Virginia Wesleyan game, so I think it's been good. I think, you know, guys are refreshed. Um, training, particularly on Monday, was very, very energetic, very, very focused. I think we got a lot out of it. Um, so, so it can be a good thing sometimes. And the NC Wesleyan game, not being able to play that is disappointing. But at this point in the year, it's all about ODAC play anyway, and that's the most important thing. So, Absolutely. you know. Thank you for the correction, number one. No Two, problem. Walk me through that Lynchburg game. That was, that was a big game. They come up early with, in the first 10 minutes scoring a goal. You respond later in the first half, but less than a minute later, they go back up on top to go 2-1. What is 
the shift in momentum like in that match? Yeah, I mean, if, if you watch that back, um, I, you know, we talked about some things at the start, like prior to the game, leading up to it in preparation. And I think uh, we didn't do those things in the first 10 minutes. And then we, we make a mistake on the goal that they scored. Um, we battled back, great goal, good ball by Steph, good finish by Chuck. Um, and then, you know, the next goal they scored was incredibly avoidable. Um, and so that, that makes it more difficult. And then the third one is an absolute killer. Uh, and if you watch that goal back and, you know, we showed it to the guys and talked about it, there's four or five bad individual mistakes. So I think when those things are happening, um, it just makes it harder to play. Uh, and then after that, we start the second half really, really well and create a bunch of chances. Um, we have the ball quite a bit. And then they get one late uh, again after a couple mistakes. Uh, and, you know, the scoreline flatters them a little bit. Um, the shot count was similar. The number of passes connected for either team was within 10. Um, so very, very similar stat statistically. But, again, when you give up goals like that, it just makes it that much more difficult. So, you know, it's disappointing. It's frustrating. I think this stuff is humbling sometimes when you go through that against, like, a conference rival like that. Um, but again, you have to just kind of like reflect and learn from it and make adjustments so it doesn't happen again. And that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Now, we noticed with Lynchburg and with a couple other teams more recently, they do a big press defense. And that was an issue last year. Uh, from my opinion, starting with Roanoke, that's when I saw it. And that's been stymieing the offense since then, having to start back near the keeper's box. Now, in Sewanee this year, we did start to get through that in the second half. We made an adjustment. But what are those adjustments like for you trying to get through that defense? So for me with Lynchburg, and, and this is kind of what I was talking about in those first 10 minutes, I don't think they defend that well at, at the front, um, which is what you're talking about, the way that they press. And I think really it, the stuff that was happening was self-inflicted, that they got a lot of things right and they're very organized in lots of ways. But if we had had a little more composure, um, you can play out of that pretty easily. And I think, you know, it's a lot of it's just mentality um, and, and we just didn't do a good job of it. So, you know, I don't think it's like, one, the other side of that is when teams are pressing you like that, you have to be able to play a little bit bigger to break it. But in a situation like we saw last Wednesday, you can play through it as well. Um, and we just weren't effective at either one of those things. So, you know, it's just kind of making sure guys are confident, um, trying to redefine um, some of the options in those situations. We restructured things a little bit with how we're gonna build. So hopefully all that stuff helps. But that, that's what's supposed to happen. Um, and I think it's game by game sometimes with it too. Um, and now the other thing that's, that's more difficult than a couple of years ago is from game to game, you're seeing different shapes, different systems of play. It used to be everyone played the same way. And this was as recently as two years ago. Now it's changed. So the decision-making is not quite as straightforward as it's been in the past. So, you know, we have to be able to problem solve a little bit better on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it more like a football system where it's a week by week thing, but now you have two weeks or two games every week and you have to make that adjustment in a short amount of time. I understand that. So, with the ODAC play happening now, your first four matches are against, on paper, the four best teams in the ODAC. We've seen Virginia Wesleyan right now is 7-1, and one, but we play Roanoke this weekend. They're having an off year. Um, they're recording two wins this year. So do you think it's going to be a little bit easier on Saturday than on Monday going into next Wednesday when we play WNL, the reigning ODAC champions? What is that going to be like for you? Um, I mean, you, you nailed it. Like, on paper, these are the top four ODAC teams. Um you know, based on preseason and all that. Uh, no, all these teams are really good. Uh, and I think when you go to Virginia Wesleyan, that's always a difficult game that they've started well. 
I'm not sure that they've played the strongest schedule in the country to this point, but um, they've played some solid teams and they're getting results. It's an experienced group they have there. Uh, and then Roanoke, despite their record, they're really good too. I mean, they lost to Lynchburg three to one, but uh, the shot count was like seven to seven and Roanoke outshot them um, in the first half uh, and had more corners in them as well. So that's a good Roanoke team. They've played a difficult schedule with some difficult travel to start the year. They're not afraid to do those things. So we know their personnel that they're going to be really difficult. And, and WNL has had maybe not the same start that they're used to, but they're rounding into form now. They've played a really difficult schedule as well. And, you know, they've had two excellent results recently, beating Virginia Wesleyan at their place and then scoring two goals in the final minute to beat Shenandoah the other day. So. Yeah, these are all going to be really difficult games, but this is what you sign up for in the ODAC. This is what we want. Um, and again, like we'd rather go through this stuff now, get some results, um, and set ourselves up for the back end of the season, which on paper is not quite as difficult. But still, it will be really difficult because um, every game in the ODAC is. Absolutely. In our, in our fall season overview, overview episode, I had mentioned that for these first four games, we have to get three draws or two wins. Do you agree with that mindset, or what is – what is success to you through these first four conference games? Yeah, I don't quite look at it like that. I mean, I want us to, if we play well in all these games, if we had played well against Lynchburg, we can win all of them. Um, so, so that's it. Like, can we go and play well, and then we'll take whatever result comes our way. So we can absolutely go and get a result tonight. We can do the same thing Saturday. We can do the same thing on Wednesday. So I think that's what it's all about. We just need to focus on us, control what we can control, play well. And if we do that, we will get results and good things will come our way. All right. Well, that's all the sports questions I have for you, but we do have some stuff we got to ask everybody. We got a little rapid fire. Are you ready for these questions, Coach Nuzo? Certainly, certainly. All right. First one, favorite soccer team? Uh, Fulham is my favorite team over in England. Uh, the guys give me a hard time about it, but uh, they had a great season last year. The goal for them is just to stay in the Premier League, so hopefully that happens. All right. And your favorite movie? Um, I'm going to go with Dodgeball. Great movie. Underrated. Absolutely. You have a favorite food? Um, tough question. Um, let's say chicken wings. How about that? Okay. Okay. Moans or Tiger Inn? Uh, I'm not even going to say, uh, I don't go to the Tiger Inn that much. So dining hall for sure. Okay. For sure. For sure. Favorite professor. So, so I think that's tough because there's so many here at Hampton, Sydney. Um, I'm going to give a shout out, um, Colonel Sneed, RIP. His service was this past weekend, mm -hmm. so I think he's a great choice. Absolutely. Dogs or cats? Dogs, easily. Easily. And your favorite vacation, your dream vacation? So I, I need to figure it out. I need to get over to England during, like, the holiday period around Christmas, New Year's, um, and just go to, like, four or five Premier League games. So that's what I need to figure out sometime in the near future. Sounds good. Last question. Is there anything you want to say to recruits? Um, I mean, good question. Uh, you know, I think for us, it's all about getting here to Hampton, Sydney, coming to see it. And once you do, I think you can realize pretty quickly how unique this place is and how it blends really high level academics, um, with really high level athletics, uh, and just a nice, uh, tight knit feel here on campus. So I think that's what's special about this place. Um, you know, you and I were talking before when you showed me these list of questions clearly um, and uh, talking about professors and mentioned I could use someone from college, but it's not like that where I went to school. Like you, the, the, you don't 
these bonds don't stick with you from an academic side, but here, you know, the professors, the people on campus, you're going to know them forever when you come to Hampton Sydney and it sticks with you without a doubt. And there's a high level of accountability. Um, and you know, just another higher level of care that goes into it, I think. So I think when people come here and experience this, it's pretty clear cut. So that, that's our thing. Just, just come here, come see it. Um, and then kind of go from there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Coach Nuzo, for coming on. Hopefully you have a good win this week. Good one on Saturday. Have a good season. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you to Coach Denuzo for coming out with us today, doing a nice interview with us. They'll be playing tonight at 7 p.m. They will also play on Saturday at 7 p.m. against Roanoke, and they come back at home next Wednesday at 7 p.m. against Washington and Lee. And we'll be right back here on Monday with another new episode for you. But until then, I'm Luke Lindquist, and roll Tigers.